0: So I have some topics up and I can pull up some shit. Um, so I don't know if uh, I should uh, moderate or whatever. But
1: I have
0: a take to share. you have sure. a tape to share. Yeah,
1: my friend wrote
0: a good take about this. Oh, a take. I was, I was, take, I was yeah. like, I don't know how to now, hook up video. Play, you know clear. that.
2: Are we gonna discuss toxic masculinity while Anders is on Tinder?
3: Uh, I mean, this is me. This you should have, me. have seen
0: you, you should have seen <laughs> yeah. when he was on tinder on his uh razor should i go folder. on Bumble
3: instead
2: uh no you should honestly i say we'll put my phone away back to like newspaper classified sections and yeah, sh- to sell your pussy like a used bike
3: right my.
0: welcome to left jest home of the brave the brave i guess uh we're back here another week and it is the week of the third, the beginning of Spooktober, everyone. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Alex Patak. Hello, I'm here with my co-host, Anders Lee. Anders Lee here. That's what he says. Uh, Rogov's here.
1: Hello, I'm a co-host too.
0: Rogov's a co-host too. I've somehow lost a mic cord, so we're down to three mics, but we are recording in the right input, and that's a big step forward uh, for the podcast Soon I will make my way over to video uh, We have a very special guest with us today All the way from Tinseltown That's right, New York City what? We got Irene Hartman, everybody Hey!
2: God, you're the stupidest person I've ever met
0: <laughs> Did I get your credit right? <laughs>
3: no, she's from Los Angeles, the Big Apple
0: You said Tinseltown? Town. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so as anybody who listened last week knows, I deleted a thirty-minute bro down on football, and we decided to double down. You this said week. that on the episode. Yeah, I made an. Uh, why would addendum? Why do you need to say that? Oh, uh, I want. I mean, like. Um, hey, here's how we. F- of
2: his mistakes. Right.
3: I want okay. my fans,
0: my fans to, to know, know I'm trying the, to get
3: better. All the bad things that they wouldn't have known about otherwise. Without How else are we gonna appreciate
2: you guys doing better if we don't know that you're gonna do better?
3: I also right? just uh Men need to do better in general. And true. that's uh what That's we're the to first
0: do. topic we're talking about Toxic masculinity.
3: We need to shoot less people. Shoot more uh,
0: blanks out of your fucking cock.
3: Yeah. Would you what, what what do you think would happen if somebody like went on a shooting rampage with blanks? I agree. They,
2: They would get shot immediately They would get shot
3: But that would be an interesting I mean yeah As an accident If they accidentally did with blanks That would be uh, Equally bad But what if they're like Proving a point or something Like this is actually An artistic fucking Right
0: Imagine if I shot you Imagine that You'd be mad (laughs) It oh w- what I've already! I'd been... probably be
3: mad either way. Yeah, I'd be less <laughs> mad if it was with a
0: blank. I've already been shot by the police by even just attempting to do this. <laughs> yeah. I
2: feel like you've just described a jackass prank that didn't yeah. make
3: it to the movie. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Go into a mall and f- and tr- pretend to mow down everyone. This is how a... Steve O
0: dies in 2023.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Ryan Dunn, and this is shooting blanks at Bonnaroo. <laughs> <laughs> there we go.
3: That was the riff we did. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because he's
0: dead. <laughs> uh, well, I think this segue is nicely to the real topic we want to talk about, because toxic masculinity, a bit too heavy of a subject, and we're not sure we want to reach out to that. Uh, it's better that we discuss so w- the worst mass shooting in American history, which was yesterday. So far. Let me check Twitter. Uh, Raghav is checking to see if we have been one-upped yet. Um, what do you guys know? Who? What? Where the fuck were you? Irene? You're all the way in Tinseltown.
2: I am all the way in Tinseltown. <laughs> uh, that's what I call the uh, Christmas store that I live in. Just everything's covered in tinsel. It's coming out in my boot. If you
0: can't afford <laughs> the Christmas tree shop, you go to Tinseltown.
2: <laughs> it's everything is made out of tinsel, and you sneeze glitter. It's terrible.
0: <laughs> Interesting. So many lives lost. Uh,
2: but yeah, but I woke up. So every day I'm usually up at about four, four thirty for work. So Sunday night I just couldn't really sleep, and I was up at like three thirty or so. So I actually kind of was seeing this sort of go down in real time that like you know there was there was a, a shooter reported and then just mm-hmm. kind of escalated from there started seeing the videos and uh i got to say it's not a good thing
0: mm do you think it's worse to experience in real time or turn based the next morning with some coverage
2: um i don't know that's kind of hard to say cuz it's a tough ice cream to yeah. sprinkle. I think, like, I'm trying to think back to the Pulse night shooting, uh, the Pulse nightclub shooting, yeah. when, like, at that time I was working for RT America, and I was literally woken up by my editor being like, We need somebody to cover this right now. Are you awake enough to do it? I was like, Do what? And then she's like, Oh, okay, so there's 50 people dead in a gay nightclub. Sorry sorry sorry, sorry, sorry,
0: sorry,
2: sorry, sorry uh nobody knows anything uh do you have wi-fi at the moment
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, they didn't send you to miami
2: they did not send me to miami did send me to the gay pride parade uh parade to Mm -hmm. interview people and that was the same one where they were like yeah we arrested somebody
0: trying to blow that up too great i bet that was a fun fucking job being like you guys look like you're having fun how do you feel about the murders not good Who do you work for again? That's a great costume. (laughs) Uh, Raghav had an interesting uh, time experiencing this shooting because you were up all night writing a packet.
1: Yes, I was working for the industry, the man, if you will. But uh, no, I I was was writing, and I pulled an all-nighter. It was like midnight, and I got an alert about a shooting in vegas and you know how you treat shootings now you're just like oh yeah someone got shot because it it does happen like i think there was one in virginia a few weeks ago where five people were shot probably Uh,
2: there was the one in tennessee i think
1: yeah but only two died so whatever guys and so uh but no that's like the attitude like the at least the media has in some way but like uh yeah, so I was, like, sitting there, and I'm like, well, th- all right, only two died. But then, like, videos started popping up, and I'm like, oh, this seems awful. This, like, I thought he was in the crowd at first, too. I'm like, this is yeah, terrible. I haven't like, seen any videos. What the was early this? videos are real bad. Like, you don't see anyone get shot, but you hear gunshots. You see uh, the band on the stage, like, fleeing the stage. You see the whole concert get shut down. Mm. And uh, then, like, three hours went by, and the dance <laughs> hall kept going up really upsetting all right so we're uh two down votes
0: here uh anders how'd you take this one in
3: still processing my uh opinion on the on the matter right uh trying to be even-handed i want to hear both sides that's i want that's huh, fair i want to know this guy's motive um i just
0: i don't feel like there's much to gain by really fleshing out the actual shooting just because these happen so much And there's almost it's almost more interesting to just see how we're dealing with the encroaching parade of tragedy that has become the American media uh, and history of 2017.
3: Yeah. But uh, see, I was thinking about this uh, earlier. I think yesterday or yeah, right after the shootings, I remember summer 2014. There was Ferguson happening. There was Ebola and Israel was just like completely leveling palestine for the 90th time and i remember that that summer people were saying like wow things have never been this bad right and it seems like every year there's just a couple of things happen at the same time that are shitty and uh it feels like this is the worst things i've ever gotten but like
0: i remember watching gaza being destroyed and thinking if i just had a packet to work on right now <laughs> just stay up through the night and braga
1: is quietly nodding I don't know. I feel like the whole year has just been an onslaught of shit, like, real bad. Yeah, I
2: mean, I've been thinking about this a lot, like, especially this was more uh, after Heather Heyer died, Mm -hmm. uh, which, hey, guys, remember, that was, like, barely two months ago? Right. It's old now. Uh, Like, when she died, I started going through this, like, weird, like, backtracking through it where I was like, okay so right after the election there were those i think they were indian or bangladeshi guys that were shot and then we had that guy and i want to say it was seattle who stabbed those uh people on the train then we had that guy in new york who beheaded portland thank you uh we had that guy here in new york who uh like stabbed that black guy with his sword Wow, uh, so didn't even hear about it. Oh, yeah, it was this guy who wanted to come and terrorize interracial couples. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had the whole Richard Spencer look down very nicely.
0: His squire was supposed to carry his sword, but yeah. he never showed up.
2: Because it's hard to get good help in the city.
0: That is so true. I feel like that was probably one of his points. But um, yeah.
2: He should have posted to some of the freelance
0: PA gig groups. <laughs>
1: It would have been funny if he had like a black squire that didn't show (laughs) up that day. (laughs) (laughs) He had the interracial squire situation.
0: I just need the credit. I just, (laughs) it's not good. I don't like, I'm not happy I'm here. Uh, Bernie Sanders tweeted on the day of the shooting there have been more mass shootings than days this year. Which, could that possibly be true? Is that even, I mean, like more casual, more than days?
3: Well, how are they defining? I wonder how he's defining. is it like
2: if mass shootings are defined if like more than five people are injured in a shooting?
0: Oh fuck, that's so many. Something then. like that. I that know. would be. I mean, I would even count two to three as too many. Yeah. Where is the uh, the line for when I'll not be upset? Is that a thing I could find? Maybe. Yeah. yeah, no. Ge- I mean, in general, uh, but also about mass shootings. Um, this does bring up uh, the new direction uh, that everybody is talking about right now, which is uh, gun control. Will we have it? Uh, should we just let multi-millionaires get crazy assault rifles and set up in hotels?
3: Here's the. Th- I actually. So I think uh, it's un- still unlikely, but I honestly think Trump is stands the best chance of getting gun control passed right. because yeah this is this is hot off the fucking skillet uh he today i saw a clip of him earlier where he said uh, we will talk about gun laws which uh you know <laughs> we will assign guns <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, by yeah. the way to
1: not to backtrack too much but uh the fbi def- definition or congr- no this is the uh yeah, echoing the fbi def- definition according to congressional research service uh there's not a broadly accepted definition of mass shooting, but according to what they corroborated with the f b i it includes uh four more than four people uh selected indiscriminately, not including the perpetrator uh so pretty bad
0: right that's the end of a two on two game well- uh so speaking practically. <laughs> we will get around to sports we're gonna do it we're gonna recreate the lightning in a bottle we had last week (laughs) uh but gun control I, i socialists are all over the rainbow on uh on perspectives with gun control. Some people are, like, very for it, which is the standard, like, liberal perspective, I guess. But then, on the other hand, you get, like, MLs and people who are like, not only should there be less gun laws, but I should have guns for arms, as did <laughs> the people of Venezuela well, long not ago. Not only should we, yep.
2: we redistributing the wealth, we should also be redistributing the guns that are all hoarded up.
0: Non-ironically, that is yeah. what that is. <laughs> uh Which is... The basis of armed insurrection, I guess they have a point where you would want the people on your side to have guns, but I just don't want anyone to have the guns, period. I know that's unrealistic.
3: Well, so can I... Do we want to hear my take again about Trump? Uh, Yeah. So, well, that's... I think that... I mean, you're (laughs) seeing... (laughs) Shut up, Anderson! (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say! So if he... Uh, if the Democrats do better in the midterms in 2018, he's going to have to, you know, deal with the Democratic Congress. And he is from New York. He's like a law and order mentality, you know? So I think he would be pro-gun control. So if, like, Democrats get in there, then he might make a grand bargain with them and get something done So that'll uh, be his
0: juicy steak for us Yeah So throw us a big juicy steak and of Then what are the Democrats Going to
2: let him get away with If
3: we get gun control Something like awful that. They're definitely going to make s- They're going to let him like You know All deport New York
2: City <laughs> public schools Their cafeteria food Will only be the discard pile From Trump hotels <laughs> He will
0: have a formalized Executive office harem of wives <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> And
0: that will not rest With Trump's administration That will carry on yeah, well, I, I mean, I think it, it's all the way w- to Chris, uh, Kid Rock's administration. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> He'll actually jail Hillary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so why why would you think he would follow through on this, Anders, uh, when he hasn't followed through on literally anything? He's pronemist the entire time. Well,
3: it's it's <laughs> unlikely. It's unlikely, but I th- well, I mean, he you know changes uh, every day, but I think. If you have um, groups like in Texas, there are people in Black Panther affiliated groups who were have guns and walk around with them. They take advantage of the open carry laws, and that scares white people. So that and those that people are in Trump's Reagan. base. Yeah, yeah. A lot of gun control laws in like the Carolinas were passed because of people were scared of black people with guns. Yeah. So I th- I could easily see this swinging the other way because the reason it so much of the um, uh push for gun control has been ineffective bec- when the Democrats were in power because you have this fear-based rhetoric. uh for this this black guy is going to take away your guns. Now it can be reversed. These black people have guns, and we got to take them away from them. You know, I this mean, is a very cynical take. They could
1: they could honestly pass a bill that prohibits black people from carrying guns. Yeah. <laughs> Like they could do that if they wanted to. They could do it like anyone. that's what the compromise
3: is going to be. That's what they would end yeah. up
2: being. Like if you've had any blood family member go to jail for anything ever, you can't get a gun.
3: Right. Yeah, if you if you uh, other
2: than sex crimes committed in a private jet. Mm-hmm.
1: If you have a criminal record and you live in an inner city, you can't have a gun. That's all it would take. Mm-hmm. And and there are laws like that that are comparable that yeah. uh, discriminate against black people without using that language.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of, like, this debate that keeps going on in the left over whether or not we should be throwing our weight very heavily behind uh, gun control versus we take to the woods, we do—what uh, was the group in It does Columbia? seem like an either-or. Uh, fark? Yeah. Fark? Mm-hmm. Fark? Yeah, we should be just going pure Fark at this point. We should say Farkat. I'm going to kill you (laughs) on I'm going to go buy a gun and shoot you now for doing that.
0: This dog barks for far. (laughs) Um, It's no lark.
2: But it's like, I remember I had this conversation with a friend of mine who, she's trans. uh, And she said, like, she's like, I think I'm going to get a gun because I just don't feel safe anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to be like, uh, actually according to the statistics uh, you're more likely to have it used on you than anyone else when it's like yeah I, I understand why you don't feel safe I understand why you might want to have a gun at home I can't I can't just like spit that stuff back at you well she
0: should definitely not let her young children use the gun because I feel like a lot of the times that's the problem
2: right luckily she doesn't have any young children but like so I mean I get
0: maybe she could find some. Hey, <laughs> yeah, something about your tone is like th- this bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: How many of my friends, Alex? We went to college together. How many of our friends have young children?
0: Ooh. She went to college with us too. Ooh. Not in our department. Now I have off-podcast questions.
2: Interesting.
0: I feel like n- none of them have children, but a lot of them have, like,
2: that they've rescued
0: the spirit of having cho- <laughs> they're not fun anymore is that the same <laughs> that's the same thing in my book
2: also dangerous to allow to have a gun <laughs> no. yes
0: keep boring people away from guns oh Jesus. absolutely
2: because boring people who get into guns are the worst gun people those are the people that collect them and like and they right?
0: tell you like the 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 sizes of the bullets and you're like this means nothing to me you fucking narc don't you see me jacking off over here I don't have time (laughs) for your gun measures
2: I remember my friend in middle school she was from like the most boring fucking family like her dad worked for like Xerox or just something like snooze agonizingly mundane horrifically boring house and at one point we found out that her dad had hidden guns in every single room in that house and set up a CCTV camera all around the perimeter mm-hmm. uh, after 9-11. And it's like, oh, this is what happens when you let boring people feel powerful.
0: <laughs> they have a, uh, a lockdown room. Yeah, they
2: turn their McMansion into a compound. If he
0: could have somehow turned the Xerox machines <laughs> into guns... <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah,
2: but you'll still have the issue with jams. <laughs> <laughs>
3: now, did you grow up?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that took me a minute for how good it was. Okay. <laughs>
3: so Now, you're f- from upstate New York. Is Rochester, there- yeah. Okay. So, is there more of a gun culture up there, more people more comfortable with uh, firearms? You know, I knew,
2: like, some kids who hunted, and I knew people who had guns, but, like, I didn't I have only used a gun, like, down in Pennsylvania at uh-huh. firing ranges. Like, I, they weren't super commonplace. Honestly, I knew more kids that tried to hit deer with their cars at night than had guns.
3: Okay, fair enough. Also a dangerous, uh, well, as we've seen, that's a weapon, too. We'll tackle
0: um, that after the guns.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but uh, someone who has, well, I think one of the reasons I'm, like, skeptical of a lot of the anti-gun Pro-gun control rhetoric, uh, although I, I'm in favor of a lot of it, and I think some gun control laws are good, is that it is very much a liberal cause du jour. And if you remember the Clinton administration, that was like one of the only kind of good things he did was the assault rifle ban. Um,
0: right, which we're looking back on that now, like... Uh that would have been good.
3: It would have been good. Yeah, yeah well, it expired.
2: I do 2020. You <laughs> learn, and then you get lumps.
3: Yeah. Like Bernie voted for that bill. He did? Wow. Crime bill. It was amendment. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I thought
0: you were going to say because he's a Russian agent. Right. There
3: was so much stuff in that bill. There was like so many contradictory in the crime bill. There was like the Violence Against Women Act, the... Explore Mars Act. Just too much stuff. New season of
0: BoJack Horseman. They really tackle how a bill is made.
3: (laughs) uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But someone who has been outspoken about the gun issue, at least as it pertains to sports, the NFL after I think it was Aaron Hernandez or somebody, Bob Costas, uh, as we like to call him around the studio, Boob Costas. That's what we do say that. Because this guy's a twit, I think. Uh, He he did a, a couple years ago, like... Um, say he made a very power. it seemed like a very powerful statement about the gun culture in the NFL, and then he was, uh, the people followed up with him about it, and there were so many, like, qualifications and little, like, minute points that he was making where it just, like, basically uh, walked back most of it. But um, he, we were talking last week a little bit about how he has been uh, kind of designated as the interpreter for the rest of the media, of what's happening right now with players in the NFL kneeling during the pledge or during the uh, national anthem. Oh, right, yeah,
0: boob yeah. Costas, we call them. Mm-hmm. Don't want a pair of that guy around.
3: Right. And, uh, you know, he has some good points, uh, says some nice things, but uh, he's talking about Kaepernick here. I have the quote. Um, They they put him on CNN and they're talking to this guy. And by the way, nothing wrong with people studying the sort of intersection of sports and politics. Dave Zirin is someone who actually does a lot of good work on this point. But Bob Costas, I I, this uh, kind of was pretty annoying. He's talking about Colin Kaepernick here. And saying uh, he is walking the walk. He's involved in the community. But Kaepernick himself was an imperfect messenger. He's given to saying things like I don't vote because the oppressor will never let will never let you vote your way out of your oppression. So I guess it doesn't matter to him who wound up being president of the United States. Doesn't matter that when he first knelt Barack Obama was president and now someone who many of his fellow African-Americans and more importantly, many of his fellow citizens of all races and backgrounds object to, it doesn't matter to him.
2: Wait, I like that he got the point, but then just passed it again. Yeah. He knelt during Barack Obama. This exactly. Has nothing to do with Trump. Right. And then he just, nah. Got to take a hard right into the wrong direction. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: I also think it's a bit unfair. I think if Colin knew that Barack Obama was president at the time, he'd realize (laughs) (laughs) there is no problem, and he can just uh, enjoy the flag song like the rest of us.
1: Later in that quote, uh, he's like, he's no Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah. Muhammad Ali was also like an obscenely imperfect messenger who, like, said anti-Semitic things. Right, who later endorsed and, Reagan. And, like, was misogynistic yeah. and stuff. And, by the way, Muhammad Hero, Ali, but Hero, uh, but flawed dude.
3: Yeah. And, by the way, when Muhammad Ali was, you know, in his prime as, like, an athlete activist... As he a wasn't, radical, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't saying, go out and vote for LBJ. Like, he was resisting the draft. Like, this is... So, he says... um, Colin Kaepernick, despite what some people want to say, is not the natural heir to Muhammad Ali or Arthur Asher Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's not. He tried to go do a good thing from his heart. I don't know if he's equipped to carry that baton. And he also says uh, this kind of snarky thing about—I um, say this with the best intentions, but— uh, Sometimes he sounded like someone who took one semester from a radical professor when he was a freshman, and that's all he knows about the world.
0: If you had simply taken more classes with this radical professor, <laughs> yeah. you'd see the part where they go, actually, the opposite of what I said and w- semester sorry, one.
2: What has formed Bob Costas' view of the world? I don't know much about him, but I'm going to assume it didn't involve a whole lot of, like working menial jobs, doing nothing for a long time with a lot of other people who are doing nothing with their lives. Yeah,
0: Do you consider wearing... the defense a menial job? Because Which someone's got to slam down the ball. I don't know. Sports is a big leap for me, Costas, conversation-wise. He had
3: to take a, a uh, get up every day, put on a mustard suit, and report on the Olympics day after day.
2: <laughs> Thank God he's connecting to the common
3: man. Yeah. Um, but what I think this is kind of a danger is we're seeing like a pretty powerful thing. People kneeling during the national anthem like a lot of people, players doing this now. But it's becoming um, kind of co-opted by into a liberal sort of uh, hashtag resistance against Trump. It's become all about Trump. It hasn't been a, it's. And, and this is what annoys me, too, is when people say they're still patriotic, they're just as patriotic, they're not disrespecting the flag, and like maybe that's the case for some of them, but you also have to provide space for people who, and I, I don't want to project anything on Kaepernick, but I think his position would be, actually, no, I'm not patriotic. This is not my flag. It doesn't represent me. It's yeah, I don't think you're oppressive... going out on a limb
0: there. Yeah. I think it's specifically anti-patriotic, which is the best part about liberal media is they can't even imagine that as a thing that is happening. So they're just <laughs> like, well, you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that uh, the United States is a manufacturing of evil is actually, it's a hard road back to patriotism. Look, nobody
2: there. is perfect. We all have to make compromises, and sometimes those compromises mean like completely liquidating villages in the Middle East. Yes, it happens. Okay.
0: Anyway, the hey, football. Why? So I guess is the is the th- <laughs> is I the. We were about guns. What oh no! The we we'd switched over. Segue. Get get in the lane. Get- we're recreating last week's conversation, and it's way better now. <laughs> we got guests and less microphones. Um, What's like a... Oh, do you want to read... So last week when we were doing this, we thought it would be funny if we read the conservative commentator's analysis of the kneeling during the flag. Oh, I don't have that. I have have it up over here. Okay. Are you just
2: going to read Tommy Lorraine screaming?
0: It is not Tommy (laughs) Lorraine, and her screaming. Oh, this is
3: Tucker Carlson with... uh, The first time he's been in the room with two black guys. Yes. (laughs) And... It's a
0: big maybe even a bigger moment Do you in think American history. he clutched history? his wallet the entire time? <laughs> I think he
3: probably left it in a safe in the other room. Guys, like you may put room.
0: it in his shoe like when you go see a poker. <laughs> As long as you know where the door is you're fine. Anyway, uh let's go where where was the good part in this? Okay, so we're in the second paragraph, we're on real clear politics here where they're like, "Here's Tucker Carlson, talking for a long time. You'll like that." Um, quote, um My concern with this whole process is what the flag stands for, Owen said Monday night. When I stood on the sideline, I remember getting teary-eyed at points because I was so excited about being there, so proud to be part of that process. But I also grew up in a time where 70% of black men were mentors to us. They were in the home, doing things they needed to do, teaching us that this country is the greatest place to be and grow in. We have come to this point because of liberalism. Because of what democratic policies do, 70% of black men do not stay around. They don't have these parents and fathers tell them what to do, uh, telling them what they should be proud of and how they should stand up for this process, said the former New York Jet. Uh, so that's a good point.
2: It's democratic policies that have made police officers keep shooting unarmed black men.
3: <laughs> well, th- th- something, that is something that like, I feel people have not, from a lot of different perspectives have not really confronted which is the family Uh, that's uh strengthening that as a unit is kind of like the point of public policy even from you know people on the progressive left you know the working families party um when really like it doesn't we don't have to have families in the traditional sense like two parents and like there are other ways that people and societies have Functioned and right. it's been fine. Like,
0: And it's ways that we adopt here in urban settings. Like, I consider Andrews my family and not Raga. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: some people get married to their dads, and that's totally fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, there were some other hot quotes in here, but I forget Remember where they are. Remember
2: when uh, John Stewart bullied Tucker Carlson out of wearing the bow tie?
3: Yeah. No, he doesn't wear it anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's why the war on bullies is misguided, I think, because it's great to take anyone with a bow tie and just show them a toilet face first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Here's some more ranting from this uh, Owens guy. We are dealing with an ideology that, first of all, bans God, has destroyed the black family in the 70s, which we led the country in terms of the strength of our family unit, Owens told Tucker Carson. They have, uh, destroyed our history. No one even knows how strong the black American history was, and now they want to take away our pride in our country, and I think that's a bridge too far. So if you're looking at units of family strength, uh, which was how a lot of stuff was done back then.
2: But wait, I like, again, he hits a good point and then just keeps going in the wrong direction about how you don't learn the history of, like, powerful black families in America. Like, for an example, the, uh, What was that city in, I want to say it was Kansas City or Oklahoma that got firebombed? The Black
3: Wall Street? Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah.
0: Leonardo, everyone in that town was Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) (laughs) Just black
2: Leonardo (laughs) DiCaprio. (laughs) But no, like, we don't learn about the history of, like, the Black Panthers or that they were formed because of raids and police brutality. Like, we blow past a lot of this, like, really important stuff to understanding how we got to where we are today. And then he just keeps going in the wrong direction.
0: Well, I mean, he throws it on at the end here. And this guy didn't have a good point. He just mentioned (laughs) a uh, trigger phrase at the end of uh, people don't know Black American history, which is true, but that's after he'd been like, because we banned God.
3: Right. When did that happen? He is an
0: angry and terrible force. (laughs) When did we ban God?
3: Jimmy Carter, I think.
0: You weren't around when we banned God?
3: The 79 No God Act.
0: Haven't you noticed it's been night for 40 years?
3: (laughs) 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 The God is dead, (laughs) Nisha, (laughs) like, act of...
0: Yeah, fuck you, God. It's policy (laughs) now, bitch. (laughs) Um, Twitter's my God now. So, who actually... Who actually, uh uh read around this really annoying space pamphlet i uh, texted oh i over read it here. i Hell got
3: yeah. i
1: got a good chunk of it rog of you you get any of the sadison i got it. i i'm i'm uh, looking at it right now i pulled it up for us uh i don't have any hard opinions but yeah i think uh i'm i'm pro this are you guys pro this
3: yeah, should we read from it?
1: We
0: can read like a sentence. It goes on
1: for fucking ever,
0: but the baseline of this was I was on an Aliens podcast on Sunday and didn't have any hot quotes to pull out for the glorious uh, E.T. socialist future, mm-hmm. and I was like, I gotta fucking read this shit, dude. <laughs> you gotta have the quotes. So this is in 1968, it says. Yeah.
3: Go, Vanders. Okay. The class struggle does not have to exist. This is Jorge Posad. On Earth, on the contrary, the process of history has played out like this. There is no reason why the same should be true of other planets. The organization of society could take on infinitely superior forms without struggle in antagonisms. There is no reason for fighting. If beings on other planets saw us, they would say astonished, oh, they are fighting over a car, shooting, killing each other. For them, death does not exist. Here it does. The notion of death, the extinction of matter or of cells is not the same everywhere. For elephants... Life lasts 260 years. I don't know if that's true. It's For human beings.
0: Elephants have a lifespan of at most 70 years. (laughs) One of his best friends was an elephant. You're going to tell us about elephants? Truth is subjective.
3: Uh, In elephant years, I live to be 260. Um... (laughs) Uh, If the elephant can live for 260 years, which they can't, it is because the organization of matter in this form allows for such a long life. Why can we not imagine living as long in a different form to the elephant without a trunk? Why not? We do not know if beings exist in other systems or galaxies, nor how they are constituted. But we believe that they could exist. It is possible that beings will come to study Earth, what life is like here, beings who departed their homes for Earth a million years ago. For us, that corresponds to a million years. But for them, it is an insignificant figure, a normal amount. They may well not be subject to our notion of time. Time has always been and remains a notion picked up by society divided into classes. Such as society needed to measure time in order to exploit nature. Hence this division of time.
0: Yeah, so there's like some real deep shit in here and then a lot of like, Yo, I think aliens see uh, uh in beans. You know how we just see beans in one shape. There's a lot of them in a can. Well, if everyone's a bean,
3: well, this does kind of uh come back to like, and I'm gonna quote another comedian, reference their bit. Uh, Mr. I actually I have a friend who was I was talking about comedy with them, and and she referred to this comedian as uh C CK, C K S Lewis. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Louis C.K., um, she got him mixed up with C.S. Lewis, interestingly enough. But Louis C.K. has that bit about, like, if God came back. And I think that is the similar thing with, with aliens. If they came to Earth, it, they would just be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why do you have these resources? Why are you distributing resources this way? Like, why are you dividing? What are borders? Like, what the fuck is going on?
1: Yeah, I believe they would fuck with socialism. They seem only interested in, you know, advancing technology and furthering their race, Mm -hmm. uh, from what I know about aliens.
2: As the dissident here, how do we not know that the aliens, first of all, aren't cold-hearted capitalists that are here to harvest our resources, aka our semen and our eggs, to make weird human-alien hybrids, and in return... They're helping the government build super-secret weapons in Area 57.
0: See, I didn't realize I was inviting Carl Sagan onto the podcast, but uh, th- this paper was—yeah, oh, talk about Irene, yes. the <laughs> listener at home. Uh, the the this, pa- this paper was the basis for the series bible for Star Trek, and the whole logic of it is if a civilization is advanced enough to make it here from a different. Uh, star, they would have to be bulletproof to killing themselves, <laughs> which I think is pretty solid logic. Although I do feel like there are people who are experiments from aliens or have been inseminated by an alien or
2: Mark Zuckerberg.
0: Mark Zuckerberg.
3: <laughs> so there is truth
0: to both sides
3: in that way. Thank you. Well, wasn't uh, wasn't what's his Roddenberry? He was a communist, wasn't he? Yeah, Gene Roddenberry, Star Trek. Well, yeah, that's yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. Well, wait, Alex. Do you... and I'm not judging here. I'm curious. Are you? Do you really believe there are people who were bred by aliens that are living on Earth?
0: This is a com. This is a comedy podcast. But uh, I will not uh play around when it comes to aliens. I was just joking around with that. Uh, these aliens uh are being kept from us by top secret black ops programs that we're not allowed to know about. And there's no mixing going on because the aliens want to help. But these uh. Secret organizations won't let us. I got really excited. I just watched Stephen Greer's documentary on Netflix. It is up there with Zeitgeist of movies that have made me very passionate in ways I will never regret.
1: (laughs) 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 Do you you remember when Zeitgeist came out and they're like the dudes who are like way too into Zeitgeist? Have we all seen Zeitgeist? I have not part of it <laughs> it's like this conspiracy it was like yeah. the preeminent conspiracy theory movie of like 2007 2008 like it was like post loose change yeah like it was an expansion uh, on that it's, it starts with um all religions are based on
0: the sun and then it moves to the 9-11 is an inside job and then it moves to um our government is being controlled by secret beings in the fed and then uh, they just like put print a lot of war footage in your way, so you're like, this is fucked up, dude. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. uh, this dollar bills should be a dollar blood. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Great editing. Yeah. Very
2: good editing. Every diamond's a blood diamond when you think about mm-hmm.
0: it i'm very easy to trick and uh felt very upset after watching it i will say that and no more <laughs> i'm just
2: imagining you know that scene in fifth element when uh, lilo's learning about war
0: right yeah yeah, just, yeah yeah
2: like, imagining that happening to you but just futurama <laughs> intercut with the holocaust
0: <laughs> that was pretty much the exact same sequence um, you know where they really fucked it up, though, is making sequels. They did Zeitgeist 2 and 3, and I feel like if you're going to have, like, like a bombshell. Zeitgeist 2, <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Right, it's like, it's like the same movie, but, like, the love interest is back.
1: Uh, well, it was hilarious because it was Zeitgeist, and it ended with uh, the government's going to implant RFID chips into us in, like, five years. And then Zeitgeist 2 was addendum, and it was just about, like, the Fed, Right. It was about printing money and shit. And then it was like, Ron Paul's pretty chill.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean,
1: what else is there to say about the microchips?
0: It's yeah. too late. <laughs> All you could do is wait for the Clover Project. Uh, if I was, it wasn't called the Clover Project. That's the project Cloverfields, Cloverfield. But uh, <laughs> th- they had a different, very similar name that was pretty sweet. Sign, Sound off in the comments. We want to hear about that project name.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see Arrival?
0: Yeah, I loved yeah. it.
3: Here's what was very interesting to me is contrasting that with, like, Independence Day slash Contact, which both came out, like, 20 years ago. Uh, and in both of them, they were very, like, cheery, sort of patriotic movies, like the whole world that kind of co- coalesces around the U.S. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah, the, the Americans are going to save the day. Yeah, you won't or they're gonna figure it Kaepernick out. Kaepernick in those films. No, you won't. Uh, but I think in Arrival, it was a much different sort of—it was, it was interesting. It was like this, like— you had, um, like the, the Chinese, the Russians, and it was like we don't know what to do. We have to be very careful about how we treat this because of national, because there are other hegemons in the world. Right.
0: The conflict was like stopping other people from going to war with the aliens yeah. instead of being like we gotta kill these fucking aliens. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know how guy got here. I'm I've been slamming my dick in a door all morning. <laughs> 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 no, that movie was sick because they had the whole letters that were smoke.
3: Mm, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would love yeah. it if we talked that way. Yeah. It'd be uh, not very efficient, but let's flesh this that out. That let's do that after the podcast. Let's release a smoke signal version of this podcast.
2: <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> for how many ums will be in the sky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> after the edited version, it will just be uh ums that don't really go together. <laughs> 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 but it will take me like six hours. Um <laughs>
2: That's one <sighs>
0: No I lost it I'm sorry guys uh, But what's important Is we riff on these smo- Smoke signals for longer I think
2: Yeah, uh, I, mean, I, I was into it I, I've been making a lot of jokes About having carrier pigeons lately Right
0: mm-hmm. really What were th- what were those jokes?
2: Oh uh, well um, This guy I work with Donnie I was telling you about him earlier
0: Irene was telling me about Shout Donnie Shout out Tag him yeah.
2: He's uh, I work with him. I'm not going to say his exact position. I know he's not listening to this, but just in case anybody who knows him.
0: Donnie's a loyal fan. Old conservative <laughs> union members love our podcast. <laughs>
2: 64 years old, uh, has some weird issues with Puerto Ricans, and has a Samsung Virgin Mobile flip phone. Nice. and uh, One
0: of the best you can get.
2: I have no way to contact him though because like he doesn't give anybody his phone number and he doesn't text anybody. So if I ever need something, I actually have to go find him. And I was I had threatened to start sending him carrier pigeons that I would train to attack him in his eyeballs. <laughs> uh to that he just said i'm not like you people with the oh i gotta use the internet on my phone
0: right right
2: and i was like so
0: he wants the pigeons then he
2: wants the pigeons he's but i practically I did get him,
0: begging for them
2: he loves the pigeons i think <laughs> he's like, he's a future pigeon man if he didn't love cats and wolves so much
0: so you know what i think we tackled aliens mass shootings and uh football really well always good to tackle football uh, let's do some motherfucking
1: plugs. If you got anything? Come to our show, Paid Protest, October 13th. Yeah! It's going to be real spooky. And uh, we have a very special guest. Yeah.
0: Uh, and thank you to everyone who came for the last one. You're our little darlings, and it was very fun. Go on my Twitter, at Patak Jokes, and watch my new web series I made because I filmed it a year ago and forgot I had it, and now yeah. it's out. <laughs> uh, Irene?
2: Um, I have a show on... F- Friday, October 6th, Creek in the Cave, Midnight. We're all getting laid. Uh, It's going to be a very fun show. Please come to that.
0: Now, what's the name of the show?
2: We're all getting laid. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Uh, Maybe you'll get laid. Maybe you won't. I don't make promises.
3: Stay tuned. November, December. Irene will be on that paid protest.
2: Yes. Please Uh. follow me on Twitter at Von Traplord, V-O-N-T-R-A-P-P-L-O-R-D, or you can find me by searching for Spank Bank Robber.
3: Spank bank robber. Really? Yeah, that's my Is that handle. your spooky name? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess I my spank sh- bank! <laughs> I should changed it to spook bank robber. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andrews, you got anything?
3: Uh, I am hosting a fundraiser for um, the, the hurricanes at uh, Terra Firma in Bushwick okay. on the 12th, Thursday the 12th, 7.30. Uh, it's off the right by Star Bar. And then the next night, we'll be at Starbar for the paid protest. And Go then, to uh,
0: Anders' fucking shows and listen to his other podcasts.
3: Yeah, Anders and Dur's. You can check it out on KPIS. Uh, we have a spreaker. You just, like, look up KPIS spreaker. You can find it on there. Um, a lot of fun stuff, little food reviews. Not as political, more fun, lighthearted. Another Anders on that one
0: yeah imagine double your answers anyway that's been the podcast this week you're all great comrades for tuning in to this revolutionary exercise and now i bid you adieu